Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman. I'm here today with the other hosts, Kier Harris and uh, Brandon McCullough. How are you guys today? Yeah, doing all right. Drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Struggling with intros. Um, <laughs> Struggling with intros. Now you have no. to keep them in again. Good no, job. I'm not keeping them in. Don't worry. That's just, uh, <laughs> hey, we are starting a Patreon in it. That might be something you'll see there. But regardless, let's talk about video games and stuff. I actually got around to playing one that I thought would never get released. But I, I don't know. Let's uh, see what you've been playing here. I don't. I feel like it's been a couple episodes. <laughs> what have I been playing? Um I mean, apart from Rocket League and League of Legends, which is my answer, like every goddamn time. That's fair. Um, I've been I've been playing a little bit of The Forest. I've been playing a little bit of Hearthstone. I finally got into the multiplayer of Halo Five, which I haven't done yet, and I played through the story mode of Mortal Kombat Ten, which is pretty cool. Uh, there are some issues with it, but all in all, I was pleased. Okay, nice. Um, I actually have a fairly sizable complaint about Mortal Kombat 10, because, I mean, this, the story mode's great, but it's only good for, like, an afternoon's worth of entertainment. I mean, that's how all fighting game story modes are. The thing that's amazing about that game is the fighting's actually incredible. And if the online multiplayer worked at all, it would be an amazing game, but... What winds up happening is you just sit down for 20 minutes while it tries to search for a match, and it can't get you in one. And that's not my internet. I've talked to a bunch of different people, and they all have the same issue. The online multiplayer just doesn't fucking work. Damn, that sucks. That's uh, We had that problem with Shiftlings. <laughs> I, I would yeah. be less pissed off about it if it was a mediocre fighting game, but it's an amazing game, and I'm so pissed that I can't play it online. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Sorry to hear, man. I think Unjustice had a similar problem um, with like the online servers and stuff. Fighting games are just really tough to do, especially online, because they're games that are so critical on doing it second by second, or like even less than a second time to react, especially when it gets super competitive. I mean, League of Legends pulled it off, and that's like down to the milliseconds matter in League of, League of Legends, and they pulled it off. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of games that pull it off, but I'm saying it's... It is a difficult thing to set up an online yeah. server. And I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit that Riot's got way more infrastructure than Microsoft does. So, yeah, it's just tough when it's a game that's so critical on like the timing. Like I know FPSs are, you know, it's bet every game is good to be as quick and responsive as possible. But fighting games, people narrow stuff down to the characters, you know, framing and like the like every exact movement they yeah like know down it. to the pixel it's intense it's ridiculous yeah right but that should i i understand that but that should just have a bearing on the quality of the matches themselves like it shouldn't have a bearing on whether or not i can connect to an opponent at all yeah i hear that um how about you bren what have you been playing uh not too much new uh, i've been a little busier than usual but I got back into, it came from space and ate our brains. Oh yeah, I got back into that because of you. Yeah, something we played early on in the podcast and uh, talked to Remco about, the president of the company that developed it. and Triangle Studios. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, I think they actually are hiring developer, Unity developers and have an internship right now. So anyone, I know we have listeners in like Norway and Denmark and around those areas. So anyone interested, uh, check them out. You can get a job opportunity, possibly. I, I would totally do that if I could, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we lived over there and enjoyed the cold more. Yes. <laughs> um, but since we've played, or since we talked about it the first time, they've updated it a lot. They got items now, which we uh, were told was going to come. So they got like med kits, which we found out while streaming it that if you use a med kit next to another player, it'll heal both of you or everyone within the little cloud. So yeah. that's really helpful considering how rare medkits are in, in that game. Pretty nice surprise. <laughs> yeah. And you can update the current gun you have without even going to the menu screen. So when you're playing online and you can't pause the game, that's really helpful. But uh, I'm not sure if there's a way to switch weapons. I think you found a way to switch all the weapons that you've bought on the controller, but I wasn't able to find that on the keyboard. Yeah, and I can't find the how to quickly activate the item you just got on my controller. I don't know. I think it was circle. I forget. I, I just need to 
I don't know, maybe it says it somewhere in the like settings of like where you like configure a controller. I never actually did that though. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I know you're more controller based and I I just go with the keyboard cuz I'm too lazy to actually plug in the controller. Oh, I, I, I'm too easy to just put my hands on a keyboard. I do it all day. I just feel like for gaming, I just like holding a gaming controller. And god damn it, if the PlayStation controller isn't the best. And yet, I still have it configured for an Xbox for my computer I, every time. Me too, me I too. I don't know, dude. I feel like the Xbox One controller is like the pinnacle of controller design. It's so comfortable. I've heard that plenty I, of times. Gra- granted, I have not used a PS4 controller. I don't know how it compares to the PS3 controller, but the PS3 controller was too light for me. Uh, I've only I've had held a PS4 uh, controller on a couple occasions, and that is just literally the perfect one. I, I don't get me wrong; I do really like PS3, but it just feels like it's come so far, is and it, they've like designed it perfect. Is like, it heavier than the PS3 controller? No, I'm pretty sure it's lighter. Oh my god, no! The PS3 controller felt like a fucking feather. Like there was. I, I know that's there. what I mean. I like light controllers. I don't know. I I like I, it. I, I like it when it has some heft to it, and I mean, okay. like that's why I liked the N64 controller so much. It was like I could be wrong though. It, don't. That's what I mean. I don't own a PS4, so and it's been like probably months since I played a PS4 game with a buddy or something. So I don't know if it's heavier or not. But regardless, I do just like the ergonomics to it all, and uh, in general, I just feel like PlayStation always won in that department. The controller design. It's been gen. It's been pretty consistent over the years just minor alter all like changes Ooh, yeah ergonomics look at me <laughs> well that's like oh i think i did a report in, on college about video game controllers as they progressed over like history and stuff and i think that's uh, a pretty fairly common term when people discuss like the design of a video game controller yeah it's uh yeah it's the efficiency and how it works Exactly, and how it fits your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've I've heard a few people complain about the weight of controllers, of how like some of the PS4 controllers being a little too light, and I was wondering if people actually like tape down weights to it to try and make it feel heavier. <laughs> I I just don't get how that's a complaint. I just feel like if anything, why would you? I I I don't know. It's th- each their own. I think it's like the same complaint of the original Xbox controller having the black and white buttons, and then for 360, them going to the right and left triggers and bumpers i think it's just they were just so used to it it's you know if you start it on a ps3 or ps4 controller or ps3 you wouldn't really be complaining about how light it is but we're so used to the big heavy xbox controllers or the n64 controller that's really weighted well now bear in mind i'm more into the competitive gaming stuff than you guys are so uh just keep that in mind when i say this but i feel like controllers should have removable weights that you can put in the back of it so that you can adjust it to have it weigh within reason what you want it to because in the competitive gaming scene that actually does make a difference like it's not a huge difference but like any minute edge that you can get is important that's so strange i feel like that just makes me think of piccolo and his weighted armor and (laughs) i just like imagining someone like in a vr suit that's like 20 pounds heavier than it needs to be and they're just like i'm getting so strong (laughs) (laughs) they just got like the enormous veins running through every finger training training with a 50 pound controller working up those thumb (laughs) muscles seriously but anyway sorry with like competitive gaming stuff everything is like so detailed and dissected to like every degree where they all have to be uniform and so and i'm sure there's controllers out there where you can add additional accessories to add a little weight to it you might not like you might not even use that accessory but if it adds the weight you need you might buy it but i really can't i really can't imagine it being the general market controller of like the ps4 to xbox one controller every one of those having a customizable weight like most people do not care that much it's a very small small audience or a small uh, demographic who would actually care of enough about that thing where I don't think uh, developers are actually going to look into it. Well, it's, it, that's probably fair. Like, I don't think it should be the standard controller that comes with this system because I don't think that many people care about it. But I feel like it should be maybe a third-party accessory that you can go out and purchase. Mad Cats. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm surprised someone hasn't capitalized off of that, but, huh. God, Mad Cats is so bad. I, did, I yeah, was Mad able Cats to. Sucks. I was able to beat uh, Star Fox Dinosaur Planet with a Mad Cats controller, though, 
because I had that turbo button where if you press that and then press the other button, it acts like that. Uh, it'll act like that button you set is being pressed like 20 times a second. Yeah, dude, I had one too, and it came in handy for metal. Uh, wait, metal. Yeah, wait, uh, twisted metal. Uh, oh, you're yeah. going to say metal gear. I was going to say, yeah, I was trying to think of a part where you would need to. But now, Brent, the real question is, can you play it with the uh, Donkey Kong bongos? No. <laughs> God, no. Those are, uh, I couldn't play Donkey Kongo with the Donkey Kong bongos. <laughs> like, I just could not for life me get those to work. Oh my God, that game was... I. Some people liked that game, but for me it was not not good. It didn't do it for me. I can see the appeal, but it's just such a hard, like, instrument to you turn into a controller. Mm-hmm. Like, at least the guitar has the different fret buttons and the, you know, strumming and the, the drums worked, but the conga, like, the, uh, bongos was just the two drums and, like, a clapping hit the sides and, eh. The ultimate version of that game for me is Rocksmith. It's so good. Isn't that actually supposed to teach you guitar? Like Ro- Rocksmith, I can. <laughs> You're comparing that to Donkey Kong Bongo game, or Rocksmith? <laughs> I take my electric guitar, I plug it into my Xbox, and I have to play the song. That's cool excuse, as shit. Excuse me, Doug. It's not Donkey Kong Bongo game. It's Donkey Konga. I know. I'm just yeah. It's fun Donkey of it. <laughs> Konga. You son of a bitch. No, Donkey Kong Bongo game. <laughs> I remember they had some crazy songs on there. Uh, I'm not going to bother looking them up. But they had some really weird songs you would not expect to have on a Nintendo bongo game. <laughs> yeah, Chop uh, Suey by System of a Down. Rain and Blood by Slayer. <laughs> like, you're saying those, and I'm not sure if they worked on there. Because like, I remember there were some really weird songs. <laughs> That's weird as shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've only really been playing It Came From Space, and... Uh, I tried playing uh, Elder Scrolls Online again, like, the other day, and then, like, the update took, like, five hours, so I just stopped and moved on with my life. Yeah, I feel so bad I never got into it. I don't feel anything for Elder Scrolls Online. I don't, I just don't, I don't know, it's just another MMO to me. It doesn't seem I think special. the combat is what really made me notice it and want to play it, because it actually, you actually have to do pay attention, and it is similar to an Elder Scrolls game. Where it's not just like Guild Wars that have auto attacks. Like you actually have to kind of plan out your blocks and your strikes and your spells and stuff. But other than that, it, it, other than like the combat, that's really the only thing that makes it super unique in my mind. Otherwise, yeah, it is just another MMO. The MMO that came out recently that really works for me is the Star Wars one. Is it called the Old Republic? The Old Republic? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard they've been struggling a lot with that because like it was, you had to pay for it. Then there's a subscription base. Now it's no subscription. Now they're going free because it's just not doing well. Yeah, I don't understand why, though, because it is one of the best MMOs I've ever played. It's really well done. It's fully voice acted, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's fully voice acted. Every class has its own story to it. It's just... I don't know. There's just so many things that it does right. I don't understand why people... I. People need to give that one a second look because it's fantastic. Well, now that it's free, I'm going to look into it. Fuck. Yeah, I think that's a, that's what got me interested in Guild Wars 2. I was like, I don't really care about it. They're like, hey, it's free now. You can just download it. And if you want to pay, you can. I was like, free, say. Well, I know. It's, We're such bastards. It's like free with an asterisk next to it, isn't it? It's like free until you get to a certain level or something. Oh, well, then fuck off. Guild Wars or The Old Republic? The Old Republic. That sounds. Oh, like, I have no idea. That sounds like it's kind of like the the World of Warcraft free, right? It's like mobile game free. <laughs> yeah, I think it seems more like that. But like, I don't know why they would do that. I'm. I mean, you might be right. I have no idea. But I just feel like that's a bad idea because at this point they need the help they can get. But Guild Wars has always done pretty well for itself. Like, it's never had a subscription, so I think they're always chugging along. They're not super popular, or they're not the most popular. Like, wow but they're able to sustain their server, like, space. But I think the Old Republic is struggling to survive right now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, within the year, they say, like, yep, we're just shutting it down, we're losing too much money on this. That would blow. It would suck, but I I wouldn't surprise MMOs are the most expensive games to make because it's a constant update and, like, you're continuously fixing stuff and paying for all the space and the characters people are playing as. Like... City Heroes was shut down. I remember that's that what that's what started me into building gaming PCs. Like that was my big MMO, and that was shut down. Like 
I think nine, almost 10 years after it came out. And I was a little disappointed, but then I saw that their most recent update after 10 years was like, hey, we added reflections in glass and water. I was like, really? Because the combat's kind of shit. Like, you should really fix that. But it looks pretty now. Mm, Not much different than when it was like five years (laughs) when I played it. Because that's a game where you get a travel power. You can like teleport or fly or jump super high or have super speed when you hit level 21. And that's much like in real life. After you hit 21, nothing else really happens. There's nothing big happening after that level cap. So then you're just grinding for 20 or for, yeah, it's like 29 more levels till you hit the level cap to make a new character. So it's like you have nothing to look forward to within those like 29 levels. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got really boring. Uh, boring. And if you died in that game, it gave you debt, so which would take away half of your XP. So if you gained like 50 XP, 25 of it would go to your debt and then you would actually get 25 of it and your debt could stack for your entire level uh, XP bar. So it would for your whole next level, you'd have debt and it's a nightmare. That sounds <laughs> like the worst system ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was awful because even on those bigger, like the higher level missions, even if you had full guilds and full parties, you'd still probably die like five times and you get debt each time. Oh god, and it's just like it's leveling up is enough of a bitch to make me like level up like four times for no reason before getting my actual level up. That sounds like some serious bullshit. Yeah, the total amount of XP I got before I hit my level cap, I probably could have like maxed out four other characters with that. Amount. Holy fucking shit. But because I died so much and my guy's secondary power was healing. Like I was kind of the tank cuz I just healed all the time myself and I still died so much. Oh, it, man. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was great as like my first MMO, but man, the it really had some issues. It like that kind of ruined the whole game. Rest in peace, Braddock. So, <laughs> so I, I I have something I wanted to bring up with you guys. Um, sure. I wonder if we're getting to the point where like competitive multiplayer games, where the focus is the multiplayer and not the story. I wonder if we're getting to the point where we need new installments of those, or if companies could just start updating what exists like do we need halo 5 6 7 8 or do we just need to take this is halo and we're just going to keep updating it every month and the thing that got me thinking that was what league of legends has been doing i'm just gonna i'm gonna shoot you guys two images real quick on skype this is an image of league of legends in 2010 hmm i got porn (laughs) Uh uh-oh oh uh, bear in mind, bear in mind, they only have they only have one map that's competitively important. This is the same location on that map today. It's the same game, but it doesn't even look like the same game, right? Whoa! Ooh, what? are you sure like, that's not like fan art? I'm the whole. I play this UI game almost gone. every day. <laughs> that's what it looks like now. Yeah. Yeah, this looks like concept art. Like all the UI is gone. Like the HUD. Well, the I, the the HUD is the HUD is still there. The HUD actually looks different than that design now. Um, this is just using on. This is an in-game uh, screenshot engine. It's not okay. like uh, it's it's the game minus the HUD, basically. Oh, okay. But even just the ground detail and everything looks so like watercolory. Like someone definitely did this all in like Photoshop to like detail the. It, it looks so much like concept art. It's not even like well, they, I wouldn't uh, expect that to be in the in-game thing. Whereas the other old edition looks like an actual video game with like depth wow. to it, and yeah, it looks like WoW mixed with Diablo, like as you'd expect from some kind of Blizzard-style game. Oh, I see what I, you know. What I did, I grabbed the fucking. Wrong picture. I grabbed I grabbed the concept art before they did the visual update. That's what I did. Boom. Doug, we can call ah, this shit out. We're yeah. good at our job. What you, is that picture? You motherfuckers. The new game we're playing. But I will I will show you an in game here's here's an in game image of the same the same thing. This has okay. the HUD and everything with it. Also that's concept art had Temo in it. Fuck Temo. I hate that little bastard. Well, it Runs still right does off. look like the concept art. What the shit? But this is this is actual gameplay here. Yeah. Okay. Well, my, I so, still like the old version way better. I'll be honest. Well, I I think the the thing is they're going for a more unified art style across the game. Like they want to have their own 
this is what the League of Legends art style looks like. But my my point is, to bring it back to the original question, do we need to have installments where it's like Halo 5, then Halo 6, here's the new multiplayer experience, Halo 7, here's the new multiplayer experience that we've updated? Or should games use the League of Legends model where they just put out updates every month? Smaller updates that aren't game-changing updates, but it remains the same game, and you don't have to go out and make another purchase like that. And instead, the company has different avenues of making money. The answer well, is no, because they want to make money. And, yeah, I was going to say. And also, I should have stopped you at at the point of Halo 5 and all that. It's like, no, Halo should have ended a long time ago. That, that is just proof that they want more money. Well, Bungie did end it, and it, oh, true. Right, well, that's, was that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. When With games that focus on that multiplayer experience, it doesn't seem like we need... 5,000 installments of the game, League of Legends has proved that you can make a shit ton of money off maintaining the same game for years and years and years. Yes, but that's is that's if the core gameplay is so playable and has such a huge fan base like League of Legends. I There's feel like other, I feel uh, like Halo or, 3 was though, and they got farther away from what that was. Halo 3 was, but that's the thing, it changes with each shooter and like you said, this way companies aren't putting out new games that we have to keep buying. They want us to keep buying them. Yeah, that was the same like, time ODST what- came out. That was just a whole reason to have another game with the Halo t- tag and be like, buy this. But didn't it like, right, come but- out free with some of them? Right, but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the League of Legends model proves that you don't need to release new games to make that money. But not every game ways. is League of Legends. Like League of Legends is a lot different than a Madden online game or an FPS. Like it, it Those models don't work. No one really... No one cares enough about the different jerseys like athletes could wear in a sports game to pay for the different jerseys. Like if I unlocked a retro jersey of like the Eagles team from the like fifties or whatever, that'd be great. But I don't think anyone in Philly is gonna pay to actually get those retro jerseys. No, but what 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 I'm saying is the difference between Madden 2014 and Madden 2015 is so small. One of those doesn't exist. It's twenty five. Oh yeah, we actually talked about that before. Yeah, and it's so fucking infuriating. Anyway, <laughs> but anyways, the difference between Madden's year to year is so small. You could just own a game called Madden, and that could be your yearly update. And you could pay for your your you could pay maybe like twenty dollars to have the new roster or something like that. Or like there there are other means of making money beyond just the purchase of the game. Like, I, I understand that, like, you wouldn't want to pay money. The The general uh, the general Madden consumer isn't going to want to pay money for skins the way that a League of Legends consumer does. But I, I kind of feel like there have to be things that you could do that would appeal to that audience. It's just people are so stuck in the, well, we just have to crank out games and games and games and games mindset, and they're not really thinking outside the box. No, I definitely think uh, they could take a page out of your book and be a little more and like take ideas like that more seriously, but I agree right now, the models that they know and love that work and that make money, they'd like to, yeah, crank out a game, slap their hands together and be like, moving on. Like, I don't want to have to deal with that shit anymore. But if the companies keep making the physical disc, it gives them reason to justify the cost of it being $60. Like like that way they produce the physical case. They produce the art for the cover of it, a manual, if they still have them anymore, which very few games do. And the actual physical disc, like all the production costs of that is going into that $60. So that's why a lot of people are complaining about games on steam that are digital downloads shouldn't be as expensive because it's no production cost except for the game itself, but there's no physical cost to it. But that's what companies are doing it. They keep putting out those physical copies. I may have said this on an episode of Almost Better Than Silence previously this year, but I feel like physical discs are going out the out the window in the next five years anyways. Potentially. They are. They are definitely less popular than they were, but that's because we have more options. But I know some people that prefer the physical disc. That way, if like their whole computer just like burst into flames and they lose everything, like even access to the Steam cloud, they still have that physical copy that they could retain it all too. Yeah, but like Steam lets me re-download all of that shit. But I'm saying like if they don't use Steam or whatever, I mean, an, an idiot wouldn't because it's kind of the only option for PC gaming. But there are some people out there that do prefer it. 
but like what what other what other methods are they using to get their non-disc games where they They're, where they to, wouldn't be able to re-download them with a new computer you mean like how are they getting the games besides physical copies yeah like what what scenario Take me. Th- assume I'm an idiot and I do everything in done. The- <laughs> I do everything in the worst possible way. So now my computer is fried and I've lost all my games. How did I download those games that I can't get them back? I don't understand that. That's why I'm saying physical copies. They're not downloading games. They have a disc. I have Dishonored on disc, and when I put it into my computer, it was just integrated to Steam. Right, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm not understanding. Like how. I I wouldn't even know how to get a game in such a way that if my computer fried, I couldn't just re-download it on the new computer for free. Like I don't I don't understand why that's an issue. It's I'm just saying I know some people who are like that. I'm not one of those people, but I know they exist. Well, they're just actively denying how computers work. Then that's not the gaming industry's problem. No, but I'm also not saying I'm also saying that the gaming industry doesn't need to cater to every like people like uh i think the ceo of viacom who owns like nickelodeon comedy central vh1 all this was just caught for giving himself a raise this year while also laying off about three thousand workers the industries (laughs) as wholes don't care about people they care about making money so i understand why they do stuff if it means more money for them and less fucks about us so i'm not saying that the gaming industry is beneficial or noble where they're trying to do the best for everyone no they want money and if they have a reason to charge you more money for less content they do it that's why there's some games out there they're charging a full 60 dollars for and the game is only multiplayer there's not even a single player campaign to it and people are losing their minds about those games because they're dumb and you shouldn't be paying 60 dollars for just half i feel like you're talking about i feel like you're talking about a minority of game companies, though you're definitely talking about you're definitely talking about the blockbuster game companies. Don't get me wrong; I agree with that. But it, I feel like most consumers, a lot of consumers, or maybe not most, but I feel like a lot of consumers are going towards indie games nowadays. And yeah, not it's the like huge a renaissance, games. man. Yes, I mean the indie games give that appeal that it's a smaller company, so they're more willing to listen to the players' demands. But when it becomes successful, like, they still have to make money. So, like, it'd be great if they could do everything the fans want and the consumers need. But if it's not financially possible, the guys can't do it. So, it's tough, especially when you want to be, if a small indie guy gets bought out by a huge company so they can publish his product for him. And it'll be guaranteed distributing to more people because it's such a huge company. But, he'll have to also meet the demands of that company. So, you know, being an indie developer is great and all, but some of these guys are really poor and living like on, you know, two liter bottles of Mountain Dew because it's actually cheaper than water and tiny packets of ramen and like starving themselves just to finish these games. And honestly, I would love to be a game developer where I could do everything my own way and make, you know, the brainchild I always imagined for a video game. But if I'm dying to make this game, and then when it comes out like three years late, and everyone's pissed off at me because it's later than I said it would be, and no one really plays it as much, like it's not worth it. So this, as this much is as the games are for, yes, but I could uh, bring up a story. Actually, there's a game called Ant Simulator. Oh, I was waiting for this, and I was yeah. actually going to segue into this eventually. But feel free. It's called Ant Simulator, and apparently it was getting a little. Uh, popular. I actually didn't hear about it until the story. I just but heard it about with, it just for context. With a title about that, yeah, me too. I've never heard about this game, but uh, with a title like that, it sure gets your. It piques my. Interest. It definitely piques yeah. my interest. But I, I'm going on just the title. That's all I know. You just told me it exists. But go ahead. This is a game that was crowdfunded and it made its money, like it made its goal, so it was being developed. And then apparently, like a year later, uh, part of the team broke away with all the money and <laughs> spent it on booze and strippers. <laughs> so here's my so, here's my opinion on well, that. Well, let me finish this. Okay, go, go ahead and finish yeah, your story. Yeah. Sorry. So um, the one guy who's like the lead developer on it, who's kind of like the face of the uh, designing company, was said that two of his partners broke off and spent it on just booze and strippers and all that sort. And then uh, not too long later, those the guys he claimed did that 
responded saying that no, the other guy actually took all control of all the social media accounts, all their financial accounts, took all of the money, put it in his own account, and then started making these claims. So whether or not these are true or not, these are small indie guys that crowdfunded money and now are having this vicious, cantankerous battle over who did what and who stole whose money. But right. And none of that money is actually theirs. It's all people that crowdfunded it along with some uh, – Outside supporters, like uh, small-time okay. supporters. So here's the that's thing with nightmare. that. That's terrible. We all agree that's terrible. Yeah, it's a cluster. But here's the thing. All of this money is going through a crowdfunding site. So there are uh, there's there's an electronic paper trail with this money. Why is there not an investigation currently underway to figure out what the fuck happened to it? Because that whoever stole whoever stole that money, and make no question about it, they stole that money. They should go to fucking jail for that. That's that's yeah, a crime. And I think bank accounts could get involved and track uh, how much was moved to where, and it could if there was an investigation, it could be probably pretty easily sorted out. But I don't know if how I don't know. This is news from Softpedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but did you ever read the terms and conditions for crowdfunding websites like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or Patreon or stuff? No, well, but nobody reads the terms of anything, and every time it's always like, you could get fucked. Yeah, hardly anyone reads the terms of service for anything, but... uh I think they did a study saying, like, if you read all of Apple's terms and conditions for iTunes, if you read it from, like, 9 to 5, every like, as if it was a job, it would take you, like, three months. Right, and exactly. And, and one they do that on purpose. sentence in there, it says, yeah. we own your soul for the rest of eternity. They, they do that and on purpose, like, because they don't want you to read it. Exactly. But it's saying that these are individuals on the internet that you're giving money to like and if you want to try and sue them you can but it's going to be a litigious battle right but but kickstarter kickstarter can say that but kickstarter has no authority to be like well you're putting your money into this thing that someone else is promising all, all kickstarter can say is we have no re- responsibility as far as whether or not they actually create the thing they promised they're going to create. Yeah, but didn't you just say there should be an investigation by like by the crowdfunding? No, sites? I'm not saying by the sites. I'm Police. saying by the authorities because that's a crime. Oh, good luck. I'm saying like the crowdfunding is so new that we don't have laws in place yet for it. That's the problem. Oh. We don't have laws for most technology that was made after '95. Right? Cause no, no, I agree with, with you. Because the judicial system takes so long to pass a bill or a law and technology has advanced so quickly so that's why a lot of this stuff's happening and getting people are getting away with it because there's not much really anyone can do because we don't have the updated laws well you know what they are updating law wise is drone laws there's all sorts of oh, yeah, yeah they got right on like, that shit i don't understand yeah, that, that. real quick but uh, here's something i posted on social media probably weeks ago at this point when this airs but uh there's like there, somebody i think uh the lead singer of muse or somebody and a bunch of other like s- like higher up people that have lots of money to throw around apparently are funding drone racing and it's apparently going to be some kind of sport that they want drone racing is the coolest thing i've ever have you seen drone racing videos of yes yes and it looks so fucking insane and then another thing in the drone realm of things i actually saw a video of this like russian i think it was russian oh god i hope i'm not wrong but uh (laughs) this team of like scientists built a cage around their drone so it's virtually like it can bounce into anything and it nothing will interfere with the blades uh from keeping (laughs) it airborne but the cool thing about it is they can use that for like specific like rescue missions in like where there's like i don't know really uh perilous like uh caves and shit and where the the ground terrain is impassable for a human exactly um for listeners that don't know what drone racing is um it's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory it's it's not though um i know what you're picturing in your head but it's even cooler than that it's It's so much cooler than okay so if you've ever controlled a remote control helicopter before you know how fucking difficult that is right like it's 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 kind of counterintuitive because you're trying to steer something that's like 50 feet away from you and not necessarily oriented the same way that you're looking and it's it's a little difficult to control a remote controlled helicopter. Um the basic drones are the same way, but the high-tech drones that they're using for these drone races have a, an HD camera on the front of them and you're actually sitting at a computer and looking through the camera on the front of it. It's like you're playing a video game. 
I've also seen it where they can just hold it on like a a, uh, a tablet, for instance, and it's just like, and they can control it via that. It's just mm-hmm. so exciting. Oh, it's so fucking cool! I want one so badly. I have I have a drone, but it's a really shitty one. Like it has a, it's a it's made by Sharper Image, and it's got a camera on it, but it's like a point five megapixel camera. It's really shitty, and, like, I can't look through the camera while I'm flying it. I can only record stuff while it's flying and look at it after the fact. Oh, man, I saw this one video, like, as I was checking out all these cool drone videos on YouTube, like, in the suggested videos was this one called Drone Boarding, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? That sounds like the coolest thing I've ever heard of. So I click on it, and no, it's just, like, some dad and his kid out snowboarding, and uh, they had a drone that had, like, a leash on it, and it was pulling the kid uh, on his snowboard, but the drone was going like 10 miles an hour or something. So it was like really the most boring video in the world watching this kid just like get dragged along. Like, well, I, it's as if like he was a human dog being, uh, out for a walk by his drone. Well, because we can put like these 4K cameras on drones and like have the best possible camera footage flying through the air. I'm so excited for what that means for like extreme sports and shit. Like the, the X games, you could have a drone follow a snowboarder down a mountain and get camera angles you couldn't even imagine and you could adjust the angle based on where the person is located indie film in general like all the people like i don't know growing up it's like oh if i ever could shoot a movie i'd want to like have a shot like over this whole area but it's like oh but like what do i do like go tell someone i need a helicopter and a really expensive camera like that's unrealistic now with like fucking drones you could get all the shots you need for extremely cheap yeah yeah, but now you have to register them all. And I've seen videos of, I think, Japan. They had, like, police drones that just had little cargo nets and would just uh, drag them over top of, like, other drones. And it seems silly. And <laughs> that simple. is so fucking awesome. <laughs> police it, drones? It gets caught in the blades of the other drone, so the net just tangles it up, and it just gets caught in there. Um, So that's one way they're capturing them in Japan. And Wait, I think the- in the Netherlands, they're training eagles to take down drones. That's amazing! Is that true? Is, are they yeah. taking oh down God. ones that are unauthorized, or are they just taking down all drones? It's just like, like you know what? We're taking you down, bitch. Unauthorized, like because it was especially well. Um, uh, they're still how watch this eagle trained like, eagle only- destroy a drone in a Dutch police video. After analyzing it enough to be able to tell you that oh, this one needs to die. Well, I mean, like people would get a call, like, "Hey, I see a drone outside of my bedroom," and then the police will investigate and take it down. And then they, when they take it down, they find whoever it is. Okay, I, I thought it was more just like they were out and about, just like on like hunting, and it's just like, "Oh, I here's a drone incoming," and it's like, "Let me check my radar," and it's like, "Nope, this one's good." Play that video <laughs> no, I mean, there's not like- on the Washington Post article I just linked you to. Oh my god. They're not like drones flying around with like little ISIS flags and like little like Ku Klux Klan hoods. You can't tell them if, which ones are good or bad. You have to take them down and then find out who they belong Individually, to. Individually, yes. Because they're registered. Okay, I get you. And wow, eagle hunting drones why couldn't is the you coolest just put, fucking thing. Why couldn't you just put a, uh, a chip in the drone so that you can fly past it with another drone and read it and see if it's registered or not? I'm sorry, are you complaining about eagles taking down drones? No, I, also, I'm complaining about really eagles really like, potentially taking down my drone. This is cool as shit, though. <laughs> well, yeah, it's really cool, but it's also like the drones stand no chance. Like, let's think here. Like, eagles are majestic beasts. Right, but who would have thought you could train shit. an eagle in the first place? I would have just thought they were like winged cats that are like falconers. Falconers. Those are falcons. They're not eagles. These are eagles. I know, but no, that's, I think the term for all kinds of like training birds is like falconry. I really think that applies. All right. I have to Google this. I'm sorry. I hear that from my girlfriend way too much. Anytime like something comes up that's debatable, it's like Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. It's not just falcons. I would have thought it was just falcons. Falconry is the craft of hunting wild game with trained birds of prey. Hawks, eagles, and falcons. Oh yeah. You're right. I wouldn't have thought you were correct. I'm sorry. No worries. (laughs) She she always hears the same thing. I'm right. No. But no, seriously, I in general, it's just like, now that I'm watching a Falcon take out a drone, it's pretty cool, but it's also like, it makes sense, because the drone is, unless it was like fighting back, that'd be even cooler, but also, I don't want the eagle to get hurt. I want to, I just want to put like machine guns on my drone now. Yeah, like a laser or something. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, I just had the best idea for an indie game ever. 
<laughs> laser drone fighting eagles? <laughs> it's like twisted metal, but you have like drones or eagles or shit. Whoa, it could be America versus the robots. <laughs> I'm setting this one out. All right, damn it. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on, though. So Ant Simulator, they wasted all their money, and that gave us no faith in early access games or just games being completed in general. I think there needs to be yeah. legislation that determines what is and is not acceptable to do once you have received yeah, that money. Cut off their hands if they don't follow through. I mean, yeah, we talked about in the last uh, or one of the other episodes of Dick kick, uh, Ball Kicking Simulator. Like, it's God greenlit it. on Steam. Like, Steam... It has no prejudice against what goes on and what doesn't go in the green light. Or if it does, no one really knows what it is, like what criteria it uses. Well, and I mean, like, you can't have Steam be like, well, we're just going to put the games that aren't garbage, because then who determines what's garbage and what's not? Maybe fa- maybe millions of people would like something that Steam's like, eh, fuck this. Exactly. That's why there's no real legislation, because... It's up for so much debate. No, no. I'm, when I say legislation, I mean I. Th- I think we need to put, and I know this is a long process, but I think there need to be laws on the books that say once you receive money from a crowdfunding website, you ha- this is what it needs to be used for. And if you go off and use it for your own personal game or gain rather, then that's a crime, and you need to be. Yeah prosecuted for that i'm just surprised that isn't established when the like crowdfunding sign signs you up as a member but we don't have to belabor this topic in general uh, i think everyone's following us just uh support and pay for early access games or crowdfund at your own risk yes that is the best advice on the topic i feel like that's like sums up like six of our episodes now (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. finally figured out how to pay for an early access game (laughs) if whatever value you're putting into it up front you're receiving with that early access. That's what I would Okay, recommend. and here we go. And that's the segue into what I've actually been playing lately. It's the game that nobody thought was going to happen. Bren, even the last words he said to me, it just made me super salty. He's like, yeah, it's never going to come out. It was Path to the Sky. And I finally just came out. Oh, it out came out? Later. Yeah, listen like to this. Uh, two days so ago? Literally, Bren, Bren mentions it on Slack, and it's like, oh, uh look what came out. And I literally, my jaw drops because I did not expect that game to ever come out. I thought it had fallen off the radar and it was done. And I was super pissed about it because I'm like, it looks so goddamn cool. I wish I could just play the thing. I bitched about it for a whole episode. Anyway, he tells me it's out. I'm like, sweet. And I'm thinking to myself, though, like, how the fuck do you know about this? And I actually backed the project and didn't even get a fucking email about it or anything. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I dig through my emails. Uh, apparently, I did get a Steam key the, when I bought it back in, like, early October of last year. Um, and the thing is about it, it's like, oh, well, I had a Steam key, but I couldn't do anything with it until it came available on Steam. Finally came available on Steam, plugged that baby in, and I have it. And I finally, I got around to playing it, streamed a little bit of it, and it's so fucking awesome. Like, everything about it just is like, it's the game I wanted to play, like, back in October. And I'm so fucking thrilled that I finally am getting around to play it. Play it. I do have to admit, it's still early access, so there are bugs. Like, for instance, one thing I ran into is, like, once I get to the top of a, uh, of ladders in general, like, my character is just kind of just, like, stuck there. It's like, I just want to jump the fuck off this ladder, but it's, like, having a problem. So that's, like, one minor complaint, and I'm sure it'll get addressed. But uh overall, the graphics and gameplay and like just overall feel to the game it's just so it just it feels like you're at home i don't know how to say it other than that it's like it's so nostalgic and like it feels like it's paying homage to a lot of different games like i'd say titan souls legend of zelda like i don't even know it's really exciting and i'm having a lot of fun uh music's great uh enemies are uh not easy, but uh, interesting and different. And uh, I got around to fighting one boss. It took me, I died many times, but I finally got around to figuring out how to kick his ass. It, the whole reason being, uh, I didn't know I could use my shield, and I'm like, oh, duh. So <laughs> This colossal thing was strapped to your back. It yeah. took you about 20 minutes to find out you could use it. Well, hey, I was getting pretty far without it, so. Yeah, I was impressed. <laughs> But no, overall, I'm really enjoying the game, and I'm glad it finally came out. So it's just like, okay, so you can lose faith in a game like that, like I did, or it might just you might get lucky and it'll come out just like under the radar. That was just so bizarre <laughs> that it actually happened. It's it's kind of like the Last Guardian. Like until it actually happens, I, I'm still not believing. So um yeah, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brad. I was, I was gonna say a lot of the Last Guardian, like everyone was just like, "Yep, it's dead. It's officially dead. The website's gone." And no one plans on working at it. And then, like, that 
year at E3. So like, I forget who, I think Sony announced that they're like still working on it. It's like, God, it's just keep teasing us. You just keep toying with our hearts. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. Yeah. So, um, before we end the episode, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you guys. Um, it's 2016 now, so we should probably say what we're looking forward to in gaming this year. Uh, uh what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to actually maybe getting a PS4, but I also have to be smart with my finances, so I still don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> listener, if you want to hook it up, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but- yeah, I was considering one for like Christmas around that time, and then I saw the price, I'm just like, no, still, still no. I might end up selling a couple uh, fancy records and then I could pull it off, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to do that. Um, but regardless, I, I would say what I'm looking forward to is uh, an explosion in the VR market. I'm sure there's going to be some uh, exciting titles there that I won't be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I absolutely agree with you there. Um, I'm looking forward to Pray for the Gods so much. Oh, fuck yeah. No, I I forgot. If that's supposed to happen, then absolutely. Oh, shit. Something else is coming spring, and I just... Oh, fuck. What was it? Oh, well. I'll think of it. Um, For anyone that didn't hear the episode where we talked about this before, Pray for the Gods is basically Shadow of the Colossus 2. Uh, oh, it's yeah, going like, to be amazing. They, as much, I'm not trying to say this in a mean way, but they, they basically ripped it off. <laughs> like, straight I up. Don't, like, I don't care. I've wanted Shadow yeah, of the Colossus 2 for 10 it years. Actually, I, it looks that good, and it and the, it's updated graphics and everything. It just looks ex- excellent. Yeah, they so. they could have verbatim remade the game with better graphics, and I would have bought it and been like, this is amazing. Even if it was a complete copy of the game, I wouldn't have cared. Technically, they did the HD remake, but no, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I own the HD remake, so... Me too, that's what's good. Uh, I got nothing. I mean, all the stuff I was excited for was like Witcher 3, Metal Gear 5, and XCOM 2, which is coming out this Friends week. Friends, like, I've got nothing. Uh, there is no light I'm in d- my life. I'm just done. I'm just... I got so much backlog of like the amazing stuff that did come out that I still have to play. Like fucking Binding of Isaac's just absorbing all. Yeah, of my you gotta time. you gotta chill out on the Binding of yeah, Isaac. I the same way I have to I'm chill not, out on the League of Legends. I am not taking any crap from you, Kier, who has like your top four games are all over. The more time I've played on Binding of Isaac, the, the difference yeah. is my preferred no, my preferred no. style of game is a competitive type of game that has a shit ton of replay value. You're talking yes, about the Binding of Isaac, where you just sit by yourself in a room drinking and being sad about well, how you I keep think, getting your ass well, handed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At the beginning of this podcast, you said how you're drinking by yourself. About to play <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. Thank you very up. much. You can shut the fuck up. <laughs> Listen. I also just, I think the games that Kira plays <laughs> are equivalent to meth, whereas the games that, uh, uh, Bren plays is equivalent to coffee and cocaine. <laughs> I would say heroin because I like doing it by myself. I don't like playing online with people. I hate people. People are terrible. Are you calling me a drunk, Doug? Is that what you're? Doug. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I can't even get names straight. Apparently, I am a drunk, Bren. <laughs> I just I don't think about it too much because of how many games get pushed, like how frequently games get pushed back, delayed, or just straight up canceled. So I try not to get my hopes too high. Uh, uh, was it Final Fantasy Nine getting to the PC like remake? But a buddy of mine was telling me they did that with six, and they did it on PC and the mobile, like and a mobile version. But what they did was pretty much make it make Final Fantasy six for the mobile, and then just ported that to the PC. So playing it on your phone is great. Playing it on the computer kind of sucks. So I'm just hoping they don't do that. Uh, if we just want to run through 2016 games uh, that I look forward to. Uh, Last Guardian supposed to come out this year. Ah. <laughs> uh, Mirror's, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, but I ew. still don't know if that's a prequel or a sequel or ew. what. No, we, I'm, what do you mean? Ew, I'm looking forward to it, but it's I don't also know like, how it's, it's not like, going to be a rehashing of the same game. I really don't. That's what I'm, and that's why I'm worried. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what happens when it comes out. I'm not pre-ordering. I mean, it. I, I, I have guns like, in combat. There's like five percent of my brain that's like maybe they're going to innovate it somehow and it's going to be amazing but I kind of feel like it's just going to be a prettier version of the same thing yep it might be um, which is hard to do because the first one was so pretty uh, one of the most innovative things that's going to be coming out in 2016 is Friday the 13th the game that looks amazing oh, yeah um, yeah. For the viewers that's like a Left 4 Dead style asymmetrical multiplayer game 
where one person plays Jason, and then seven people play the camp counselors. And your goal as the camp counselors is to survive the night. Your goal as Jason is to kill the camp counselors. But, like, it's got this cool dynamic where, like, it actually works against you to work together as a group of seven. Because you can't kill Jason. You're just trying to get away from him and survive the night. So if you're in this big group, he's going to find you and slaughter you. Um, but it also has, like, you're not trying as a team to survive the night. Just you need to make it through the night. And maybe a group of three of you are working on constructing a, a raft to flee across the lake. But then there's only room for two people on the raft at the end of that when you're finished. So you have a hard decision ahead of you because three people are making it. Like, it just it has these really cool dynamics that I, I just want to see how it plays out. It looks like it could be really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's one of those things where it's... Uh, it, uh, integrating a new game like concept and a new mechanic mm-hmm. and i really if it does as well as they say it is it's going to be great yeah. but i've heard of a lot of games that promise stuff and it's like it didn't work well like anything by peter Mahle, yeah like he promises amazing stuff but it's like uh it doesn't work i guess um I, so, the reason I i'm excited good. is because the game i see in my head is fucking amazing like this game could well, be yeah. fantastic it could also be terrible i fully admit that but it has the potential to be fantastic. I mean, the Star Wars prequels could have been great. <laughs> this is true. Uh, there's one game that I actually just remembered that I'm like, oh yeah, I think this comes out this year and I'm pretty excited for it. But uh, the next Deus Ex game, uh, Mankind Divided, I just remember, uh, what was it, Human Revelation was really good. A revelation. Yeah. Apparently they had like a new sort of like non-canon Deus Ex come out recently. And apparently it was like just like... You know, grab your pitchfork, sort of like riot, like attacked. Like I, I really don't know what happened because it was just talked about so little. But apparently, it was big backlash. So confession time, boys. Um, Deus Ex is like a blind spot for me as far as gaming's concerned. I've never played any Uh, of them. Dude, just jump in at Human Revolution or what's it called? It's the only one I've played. Me too, and it was excellent. Absolutely, what is fucking? What is the gameplay game. like? Like, I, I don't know any first-person shooter, but like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Oh, really? So I should it's, give Metal Gear a try. <laughs> it's it's real similar to Metal Gear Solid, I would say. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like got that Splinter Cell feel. Yeah, hmm. those like stealth shooters. What's but what's so great about it? Like, why do people oh, go the, crazy over it? Well, it's just the setting and the story. It's just a really, uh, well, like everything's so fleshed out. And like, there's like this unique little hacking game that I actually really enjoyed. Most people probably found really annoying, <laughs> but, uh, it was just really cool. I don't know. In general, it was just a fucking excellent game. I, I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I'm most likely going to revisit Human Revolution before the next one comes out. And God, is it Revolution or Revelation? Fuck. I think it's uh, Revolution. Revol- okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's because of the old Deus Ex games. Everyone loved them so much, and there's a lot of nostalgia for them. I'm sure they were great. I, I have no actual experience with them. Me neither. But I think I think that's why there's such a big following to them. Revelation was good. It was great. Um, but it didn't really suck me in enough where I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. It's like, ah, if I get the next one for like twenty bucks, that'd be neat. I'm I'm not <laughs> you know going to pre-order it or look for the bonuses. That's fair. Uh. Looking at just a quick list of 2016, just to knock a few of these out in case anyone's forgotten what's coming out like I did. Uh, Dishonored 2. Ooh. Uh, I really like the first one. I didn't one. know that was coming out this year. That that has me excited, too. Oh, Dark Souls 3. Yes! <laughs> Holy shit, that's the final one. Dark Souls is my guilty pleasure. Like, I love how much those games make me cry. <laughs> like, Really? <laughs> yes, like do you, I don't know any of the story in it. Like it's just straight up a monster killer. The for me. thing about Dark Souls is it's the hardest thing you're ever gonna do. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I've given birth to a child and raised him as my own. That Whoa. One was pretty tough. <laughs> Bloodborne was pretty fantastic. Also, uh, I'm looking forward to Cuphead because apparently that's going to be rivaling Dark Souls. In that's difficulty. got crazy ass hype, dude. I'm I don't, so excited. I for don't Cuphead. know what. I don't know what that is. It's pretty much a side-scrolling like platformer, but it's all done in the style of Steamboat Willie, like Mickey Mouse, like the old. School oh, movie. I do know what this is. You guys played a trailer for this on a previous episode of Almost Better Than Silence when I said I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, I, I remember exactly. this now. Yeah, this this game looks incredible. I can't wait. It's co-op and it looks amazing, and apparently it's just super hard. 
Yeah. Well, and it's like the the visuals are fucking insane. Oh, it's beautiful style. Oh, we might need to end the podcast soon because I just realized the Rise of the Tomb Raider is available on PC. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I played it on Xbox fin- One. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just finish out this list quick for anyone who's uh, looking for stuff to pre-order. Mass Effect Arm uh, Armada or Andromeda. Uh, Gears of War Four. I didn't know they were making a sequel. Yeah, that actually Unravel. looks like it might be good. It might. Uh, I, yeah, I only played the first Gears of War, uh, so I lost it. Right you can't. After that. You can't forget Street Fighter, also. Oh yeah, Street Fighter Unravel. That's gonna be Unravel. Looks really cool. Yeah, that does seem like uh, that's gonna be a winner. Um, whoa, shit! I just saw this random one on Steam. I don't know if anyone really he- uh, heard much hype about it, but it's called Necropolis. Uh, multiplayer third-person action roguelite. It just looks really cool. It's coming in March, but wow, does just the art style looks so unique, and uh, I'm I'm interested. Does anyone know? I don't even remember what the name of the game is, but there was this really cool game I saw at the last E3, where it was like on alien planets, and there was this chick with a bow. Does anyone know think, what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I do, and it was called Oh Fuck. Um, was it like robotic animals? Yes. Yeah, there was a robo dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I remember like. It was really cool, and everyone was excited for it, but yeah, I can't tell you the life of it. Was it called No Man's Sky? No, No Man's Sky is a different thing that is also awesome looking. Okay. I I think that's getting a little too much hype. I think when that comes out, people are going to be disappointed. No Man's Sky is going to be fun for a week for me, and then I'm going to be like, okay, I'm done with this. I think that's what it's going to be for most people. Yeah. Um... Why the fuck can't uh, I think of that, what is that game, though? Game? I, know, I know what it is. I know I exactly know. what you're talking about. Um, uh, I keep, uh, the people that, who did Necropolis did uh, Shadow Run for the PC and stuff. Okay. So that's one of the devs I said we should uh, try and get to talk to. Doug. Is For Honor coming oh, totally. out this year? For Honor. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. There we go. That's it. Horizon. Thank God, because I literally typed in robot dinosaurs, <laughs> and then literally Kotaku has an article called Sony Announces Robot Dinosaur Game for PS4, and I was like, I'm going to be really disappointed if this isn't oh, the game Oh, it is for. coming out this year, and it's only on PS4. That's it, boys. I'm buying a PS4. Yep. Winner. I know. Finally, a game that's worthwhile. That's it. I'm, like, I'm getting one. I, I have game to- game changer. Uh, the, the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be PS4 exclusive. Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be PS4 exclusive. That's enough of a reason for me. I just um, feel like bad leaving my PS3 behind. There's like so <laughs> many games on it, and it's just like I wish I could just like I don't know why can't it just evolve into the, a PS4 and keep all the shit are on. Are they it? <laughs> are they working on backwards compatibility for the PS4? Like they, I doubt why it. is that not a thing? Like that should be a thing. No, it's uh, they're over it, and it sucks as fans. I mean, as uh, consumers, because like I personally agree, I would love that backwards compatibility. There's no reason it can't be a thing. They're both on Blu-ray discs. Like, why? Why is that impossible? I don't know. I remember Basso was talking to us about it, and like he just got into the specifics, and I was too dumb to follow it. I don't know though. Maybe I I have a feeling PS4s could probably play PS3. God, we're the hosts of video game podcasts. I I feel like it has. I I feel like it has the capability to do it. It absolutely must. They're both on Blu-ray discs. Like, yeah, that's probable. I don't know. I'm just not selling the PS3, so. Like, if you could just keep the old console, you can play it whenever. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, same, my problem yeah. is my PS3 doesn't work anymore because it's fucking 10 ah. years old. See, is it, that sucks. Is that possible for a PS3 to be 10 years old? I think it is. That's when did scary. it come out? Uh, just quick Google. November 17th, 2006. Practically 10 years Ew, old. I, I got it. I got it the Christmas it was released, so it's basically 10 years old. Ew, that feels and weird. I wrote it pretty hard, so it's just it it died through through <laughs> you. That sounds pretty weird. <laughs> um, I will just say real quick: Persona Five, Star Fox Zero, and uh, We Happy Few. I'm excited. Uh, to see Persona Five is going to be amazing. That uh, I want to get into the Persona series, but I also don't have 400 hours to invest into <laughs> another game franchise. You don't, yep. Apparently, they're long. Like you clearly long. don't understand my ability to play an RPG to death. No, I don't. <laughs> I'll fully admit that. But for anyone interested, We Happy Few is like uh, yeah, what it is got that? popular in like a few game showcases. But like, it looks like a weird sort of 60s like Bioshock. Like, it's a really strong Bioshock vibe. So I highly recommend looking Ooh, into it. it looks this crazy. art style looks neat. 
Yeah. What is the game? Like, I'm just seeing images of people with masks standing in fucking antiquated, uh, fable, Bioshock-looking towns. Like, I don't see any gameplay. It's kind of like a British, like a, you know, different universe, but it's like a 70s English town. Like, there's, like, bobbies and stuff, and all these people are, I don't know if it's a drug or if it's the mask that does it, but it's kind of like the... Uh, Stanford wives of like everyone's happy if you obey the government nothing goes wrong like just do what you're told and follow follow suit but I don't know it's just kind like of like a 1984 sort of thing sort of but they haven't discussed too do we much know what the gameplay is going to be like at all like what kind of game uh, is it there is a trailer out I think and I'm not exactly sure if it's actual gameplay or just like staged combat and it's actually cinematic um, but it looks a lot like Bioshock, where you're like running through a window and grabbing like the nearest like. So it's a first-person shooter. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a shooter, just because I haven't seen any guns yet. But uh, yeah, it seems it's definitely first-person uh, combat. I'm not exactly sure though, just because not too much has come out. I'm looking forward to Dishonored too. Personally, that game was amazing. All right. Oh my God, Mario and Sonic at Rio 2016 Olympic. Oh games. yes. No. <laughs> we'll end the podcast on that. No, this is this is very Bioshock esque. I see someone running around with a uh, pipe. I see a lot of melee weapons. That this dude's like going fisticuffs with this chick with a mask. Jesus Christ! No, it's funny how like Brand, you're always like, "Oh, I only just say this." I have one more thing to add before we really do plugs and end the episode. Well, you've been doing that for like the past hour. You need well, to you need to cut out every time Bren says, "I have one more thing to say" before no. we end this, no. and then put that at the okay. What's I- your what's your last thing to say, and then I'll say mine. Because I only have one more thing to say, and then I constantly keep getting interrupted, <laughs> so I never get that one please, last thing please out. Please cut out That's every time one of us have said that this episode and see how many times it is. I want to know. Oh, who knows? Uh, but no, if you don't have something to say, this is all I have to bring to the table. And I saw it, uh, thanks to the attack, they were just showing some random-ass clips of goofy shit. We Dare. Have you ever heard of this game? It's like a fucking Wii game for like... I don't even know, like, date night couples to, like, get together and game and shit. It's, like, the co- the commercial for it is the most awkward, strange thing I've ever seen, ever. It's, like, these attractive couple, young couples playing Wii and, like, dangling Wiimotes in front of their faces and doing all sorts of, like, really weird, just... It, it's actually extremely awkward. Oh, and, my like, it's God! Like, it's, like, is this what adults Put do? Put a link like, to this video in the description of the podcast I, I plan to, because this is the strangest thing I've ever oh witnessed. Oh, my God! In, in, in the game community this is an abomination (laughs) it's an abomination of just biblical proportions i don't know what i'm looking at right now this is worse than we fit it's we dare and it's apparently you are supposed to like strip and i don't even understand is this like actually this this is like uh uh this is like the newlywed game for we but like it looks like it could get sexy like yeah, it seems like it's more or less we orgy. <laughs> it's supposed to be those like sexy couples games that you're supposed to like play. In this the world is fucking. Which body why is he lick, dangling the Wii Wiimote between two women who then kiss the Wii Wiimote? This chick yeah, is shoving the Wii Wiimote down the back of her skirt, and oh, then he slaps her in the ass. Oh my god! I know, and I'm thinking to myself. How does that register in the game? What are they doing? It that doesn't. Doing in There's the game no Wii Motion Plus or like. I guess this is. You must have to purchase the Wii Motion Sex for this to work. It's the only way. <laughs> because seriously, it just doesn't even make sense. I'm thinking to myself, like, did the game instruct them to do this, or are they just being weird? And like, this isn't even a commercial for a well, game. It's just like people being weird. You're in you're missing the part where uh, the game actually instructs her to insert the Wii Mote into her vagina. They couldn't show oh, that Jesus. because it's not family friendly. But it, yeah, it does get to the point where the the fucking. Trailer winks out and it says enter parental code. So I don't know. Oh, oh it. it really does that. I'm not joking. I know. That's what I'm just trying to say. This is the strangest <laughs> thing I've ever encountered. Uh, gamers, check that shit out if you want a good no, laugh. Don't. Does it? Does it laugh, really get oh, like? Yeah. Does it really get to the point where it's like a sex game? Is that what happens? I don't know. Do you have sex in front of your friends while you play video games? Yeah, if not, then no. It never no, no, I'm saying is that yes, what then. the game itself is? Because it looks like people I, start taking their clothes off and then 
The trailer says enter parental code. I bet you anything it's it cuts off to at a certain point and it's just lame as fuck. This game is probably terrible uh, I, in general. I don't understand I, I don't what's know. happening here. So I have one more thing to say before <laughs> God damn. <laughs> no, I have I have nothing. I just wanted to Alright, good. Plugs. Here we go. Round the table. Bren, you first. Same as always. Okay. Well Easy that enough. was pretty simple. Here. Uh, I have a podcast. It's called Life in Overdrive. Uh, Twitter's at Life in Overdrive. My Twitter is at Not Another Kier. Uh, my name's spelled K I E R because that's not intuitive. Um, I'm writing a book, and details on that will be available later because I literally sat down and started writing it today. But I'm a professional writer, you guys, so I promise it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, I read a clip of it. It's pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah, Doug seemed clip. to like it. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, as for us, uh, you guys want to check out our D&D offshoot, uh, Twitch stream, uh, at ABT, uh, at twitch.tv slash ABT silence every Sunday at 1 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, we're doing mouse guard Renaissance. It's a goofy fun time with this group of guys. And then other than that, uh, if you want to check out my Instagram, I'm posting a bunch of weird ass, like screamo records on, uh, Instagram.com at Doug appreciates music. And I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to plug. Yes. I kind of want to uh, hear a Screamo record on a vinyl now. Oh, they're so good. It's I've actually literally ne- Like, I've heard good music on vinyl. I've never heard Screamo on vinyl. I don't want to hear what that sounds like. It's all I care about. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> basically, uh, also, we welcomed Switchboard Infinity recently to our our mass our our network so if you haven't already listened to them go give them a listen and thanks for tuning in to us and we will be back next week guys or not we could die who knows